Big God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me, a man who was made using a vinegar mother, Big Vinegar, Lars Periwinkle. I told you to stop talking about my fucking mother, That's how you make vinegar. What do you want? (laughs) You have a mother, and then... It's true. I think only Braggs has the mother in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I brag about being in your mother. I don't know. That was... You know. didn't it was, feel... There were some words. It was some of the same words. Yeah. I... <laughs> how how you doing? All right. How are you? I'm doing great. Cool. Yeah. I just... You know what's great about doing this show is like you you go out into the world, you you go on social media, or you turn on your television, you're like, it's really easy to focus on pop culture right now. Like there's nothing else no, yeah. that's really yeah, distracting yeah. and like an all-encompassing, insane, you know, historical type thing going on. There's just pop culture to talk about. Yes. I feel like you're being facetious, but I'm actually there. That's right where I am is I'll just focus on this. I'll focus on the the worlds and universes that make me happy because the one that I actually live in is kind of a shit show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's just it I just want I don't want to talk about any of that stuff, but it is it's kind of funny to think about like the fact that we are like living in history and this feels like a moment that could be talked about in future generations and should you or I have kids, hopefully together, that we raise like, you know as as two dads to bring back that classic yeah. premise. Uh you know, like when they're like, What did you do when all this stuff was happening? We'd be like, Well, you know, we had this podcast and we uh we talked about NBC a lot. Yeah, I know. You know, I remember when that very important election year was uh, was gearing up. But I was, I had pre-ordered this comic book where Batman was fighting the Max from that MTV miniseries, and <laughs> and I was really focused on that. Everything is underwater. I don't understand <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> No, but what you need to understand is they were making these Marvel movies, and they were so good. <laughs> and then they had a network where you could watch all of them. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we need to form all these Disney VHS clamshells into a sale. <laughs> Man, this really reminds me of the Kevin Costner movie, Waterworld. Dad, I don't know what a movie is. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it's you know it's an ex- it's an extreme example, but seriously, like I don't know, like we I know we we both grew up like starting to like the same stuff, but it was kind of a <clears throat> it was kind of a um a vicious cycle because you know liking that stuff when we grew up kind of forced me to like that stuff more because like well the the social life isn't there, so I'll just delve deeper into this abyss, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we, we were escaping from reality before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone needs an escape. We were just like, yeah, I know. Right, exactly. We were escaping from reality when 
when the unemployment rate was really low, we weren't involved in a war, and the worst thing the president did was lie about a blowjob. Yeah. You know, an impeachable offense. <laughs> anyway, look, here, we're going to get to the important shit. So uh, forget all that. Put all that aside. And let's talk about the real news. Did you hear that they announced Laura Dern, Sam Neill, uh-huh. and Jeff Goldblum will be returning for Jurassic World 3? Yes. Do we care? No. Okay. Wasn't Goldblum in Jurassic World 2? I don't believe I ever saw it. I didn't see it, so I don't. I think so. Yeah. Did anyone in this room see Jurassic World 2? No, I got nothing on my end. Mm. Yeah. I just... Also, I mean, Laura Turns the only one who's never returned, right? That's correct. Yeah, because Sam Neill was in three. Alan. <laughs> Have you seen that thing where the, the dinosaur says Alan? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it said Alan. It's good, because he was having a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that hit me just right. <laughs> AKA the yeah, best. Yeah, that one. actually did happen. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. And don't forget, kids, because I I've told you on this show before. She she's awesome. She's beautiful. She's talented. Laura Dern was like twenty five when she was in Jurassic Park. That I, I even as you're saying that now, I'm like I could, my brain can believe that's true, but it doesn't sound true. It doesn't sound true, right? Yeah. It isn't even like she she doesn't look old or anything. It's just it's something about that doesn't seem right. That that person's twenty five years old. Also, I the gravitas that she brings to that movie. I just yes. I don't know. Like she owns that movie. No, straight up, I think it's the the fact that she's paired with Sam Neill, who I, I don't know how old he was when that movie was being made, but forty five seems like. 45. I don't know. I made that up, but it seems right. But that's the thing is like, he seems like a lame middle-aged dad. Right. Is how he, how he comes off. Mm -hmm. And so her being paired with him just like kind of puts her in, I don't know. It kind of puts her in that role of like, I, 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 I'm the woman attached to the, the lame guy. So I must be just like a cool older person or whatever, but she's actually like a vivacious athletic 25 year old (laughs) anyway that's cool they're getting her back uh is this is this 90s shit ever gonna stop okay you you don't know how old sam neil was when they made jurassic park late on 45 well done sir (laughs) he was born in 1947 christ almighty yeah so he was 46 when it came out, but but during okay. shooting, yeah, that would have checked out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's let's judge him for marrying a a much younger, <laughs> vivacious blonde woman. That does kind of like change it, though, right? <laughs> like, doesn't that sort of color the relationship of like she must have been his research assistant or something? I mean, I don't know, like. Yeah, yeah, that's why the way I see it. He he definitely tutored her while she was in high school. Is that what they call it? <laughs> Dirty bastard. I just, but so what is the story? I don't even understand what these movies are anymore. I don't I don't know either. Apparently, the the last last one left you on a cliffhanger. Was it that the dinosaurs had gotten out of containment? I think that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think they're all um, Jason Voorhees now. Maybe. Why don't they start doing that? Do like Jurassic Park versus you know Friday the Thirteenth or something? Um. Yeah. Let's do that. I would love to see dinosaurs win constantly. Yeah, that'd be good. Also, I don't know. Like, if we did Freddy, you could have like the dinosaurs' nightmares. They're just asteroids. Okay. So, yeah, so their DNA remembers what happened to them. Yeah. That's true. That happens. I'd be fine if it was like, okay, you're bringing all three of them back for the third Jurassic World. If if two-thirds of that movie 
were Jeff Goldblum just going on dates and crushing ass. You're going to get me to the movie theater. Aside from that, I don't know. I mean this in complete sincerity. I'd be more interested in the movie if it was about those three characters, but they never went to anywhere the dinosaurs were. Like, if we really just spent yeah. two hours following the three of them in their normal lives. Yeah. Like, my, yeah, my dinner with Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> it's really just... A, and the three, of them, the three of them are in a booth. Yeah. Like, listening and making comments. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, I would totally watch that. Also, if they were a thruple. I, that definitely happens, right? Okay, if they were a thruple, all three were drunk the whole time, and Sam Neill were speaking in his native Kiwi dialect. Done. I'm yeah. Also, if I'm all in, make three of those. <laughs> also, I w- I want at some point Laura Dern to make the pew pew sounds with the shooting guns like she did for Star Wars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm. I'm down with that. I want to say more about this, but I really don't have anything. I was about to ask, did you have some? It seems like you just read the news and had no opinion whatsoever. I, I really don't. I don't like <laughs> Jurassic Park is an all time like classic movie. It's perfect. It, it holds up really well. The special effects hold up shockingly well. If you watch it now, mm-hmm. it looks great. It's it's so perfectly done. That movie. I love that movie. None of the other ones that came after it are very good. It's the, it's the truth. I think, I think the Lost World gets a. Uh, I think the Lost World is underrated. I think the third one is overrated. Alan, just <laughs> look. They have a social structure. Uh, okay, man. And like, and now they can be trained. I don't fucking know. Well, in Jurassic World, it was just. It was Jurassic Park for dumb people, which has always been my problem with a lot of these reboots is like you just bring back the name, but you miss the heart. Like there's a lot, you know, Michael Crichton, like his books are full of ideas and, you know, theory. And it's written by a real smart guy who really wants to talk to you about science. And it's like someone just took that. and was like, okay, but dinosaurs, you know, like, is it? The first Jurassic Park is really about, like, what would that mean, you know, to create dinosaurs? Should we do it just because we can? And, you know, what happens, like, if you fuck with evolution and if you create dinosaurs that can, you know, overcome having been extinct, well, then they can also change themselves and become adaptable and break out of your systems and, like... You know, the, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting stuff. There's a lot all the chaos theory shit. Like, yeah. there's a lot being discussed and a lot of like, well, okay, you guys made this shit. You don't even know what plants you're feeding these dinosaurs. You don't know what you're doing. Like, you just plant. Like, that's half of Laura Dern stuff. It's just like, you planted this stuff because it looks pretty, but it's not the right stuff to plant. Right. You don't understand what you're doing. Like, you're fucking with things that you don't understand. And... That's a really fascinating world, and none of that stuff really carried on to the later films. It was just like, dinosaurs are scary. Yeah, yeah, it's, dinosaurs are scary, and like, um, we, we have technology to make this stuff look extra real on film, and also you guys love the fucking 90s, um, and we need more money. What is it though too that I feel like the Lost World or the Jurassic World doesn't look as good as Jurassic Park, like the special effects? Do we just get cheaper with special effects? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly could not be objective in that capacity because I in any time I watch Jurassic Park, I am transported back to being you know, an eleven-year-old in the movie theater who had been obsessed with dinosaurs since the third grade, and a, a, all of a sudden they're real and they're on the goddamn screen. And John Williams has made this score behind it, and I feel sexually confused looking at Jeff Goldblum, and that's that's exactly where I end up. So I I couldn't really compare the two objectively. Why is he positioned like that with his shirt open after he gets attacked? <laughs> Like, apparently because they wanted to jumpstart puberty for me. 
<laughs> so what you're saying is your puberty was an electric fence and you were sort of climbing up it and then so yeah kind of and then go bloom through does, the switch well, yeah i was climbing i was climbing over the fence of puberty <laughs> Into heterosexuality, <laughs> and then Jeff Goldblum's shirt opened. I was electrified, got shot back onto the other side. That ends up hair standing up. I have a, I have a Sam Neil that's putting his mouth on my mouth now. A forty-five-year-old Sam Neil, <laughs> yeah, doing CPR really incorrectly. Also, CPR to someone who like they, I took CPR classes. That's one of the things they teach you. If someone is electrocuted, you don't do CPR to them because, like, <laughs> you could be electrocuted. Right. <laughs> I don't know. He was he. He's not a doctor. He's he's busy studying bones. Yeah. No. He literally. He's Doctor Alan Grant. He's just not. That, he's not a medical doctor. doctor. Yeah. He's a, exactly. He's more of a doctor than say a chiropractor. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wish I had more to say. Will, will you go see it? Are you going to go watch this movie with the three? I mean, under the, the set of circumstances that I just described, yeah, I'll definitely go see it. But it, it, seeing seeing the third one means I have to watch the second one, and I'm just not interested. I mean, uh, yeah. If, if, it were, if it were on or something, if someone else put it on, I'm, I'm going to sit there, I'm going to watch it, probably be entertained, and I won't complain. How about if... But I have to go out of my way, I just won't do it. How about this? Like, Because they're definitely going to go to the park. What if we just introduced, like, they all show up on the helicopter again together, but this time we learn that Laura Dern is now just with Ian Malcolm? Yes, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, that would... Because the way these movies are written, they're going to be shoving that down... Alan's throat the whole time. I know that's what I mean. That's the dynamic. I'm is su- I'm super into yeah. it actually. <laughs> but then they have to like maybe save him again, or like you know, they it's somehow she gets paired with uh, Sam Neill again to save. Sure. You know, I, look, I'm writing this no, for I just, you. I just I, love I, I love in the be- I love the scenes in the beginning of of that movie where he's he's uh, uh, Malcolm's talking to Grant, and he he says, "Well, she." Hmm, she uh, uh, said that you guys had uh, mm, uh, never tried that before. <laughs> that was pretty good. Was that okay? Yeah, that was like, uh, I just pretend that I'm a kitten on ecstasy. I also just love the whole, like, I'm going to talk about chaos theory by dropping water on you in the most overtly sexual way. Like, right, I, why right, is right. this sexual? I don't like. <laughs> I tried. I, I did the chaos experiment with her again, but this time mm, with mm, not using water. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. Well, Ew, gross. That was gross. That was, Sorry. Yeah. Now we're done. That was, that was it. Jurassic World 3 coming soon to a theater near you by the guy who didn't write the most recent Star Wars, but it was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Word. Remember when Colin no. Trevorrow was attached and then they were like, that's right. Yeah. And then apparently he saw The Last Jedi and was like, nah, I'm, I didn't know you guys were going to make these good. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. So stupid. So what, one of them didn't break any records. Abandon the whole fucking thing. We are starting over. Also, I, okay, quick side note, because I don't want to get into all this again, but we're not talking about the Emmys because the Emmys are stupid, but the one thing they did right was give a lot of them to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which uh, is, you know, loosely tied to what we were just talking about, because she was in that, uh, she's in Solo as the robot. Never forget that. That's right. But, uh... <clears throat> No, the photo of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, have you seen it where she's like post-Emmys, she's sitting there with a cigarette and her three Emmys are around her and she has like a cocktail in her hand? Oh, no shit. It's the greatest thing ever. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's our Emmys coverage. Cool. Yeah. Way to get it so right in uh, giving Fleabag season two an Emmy and then immediately follow that up by giving the last season of Game of Thrones an Emmy just to really mm-hmm. show the full spectrum of what you guys are capable of mm-hmm. we can recognize when something's brilliant but also we will continue to give Emmys to the same things 
over and over again. That's why no one takes TV seriously. It is weird that the best way to win an Emmy is just to have won an Emmy. For, like, if you're in that club, oh, most definitely. if you're Peter sure. Dinklage, and I love Peter Dinklage, but they'll just give you the Emmy every year. They're like, I assume it was as good as before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just give exactly. it to him again. Give it to Game of Thrones. That's the best show, right? I don't have time to watch all always, this TV. I will always remember um, uh, John Larroquette won four Emmys in a row for Night Court and then took himself out of the running. Yeah. And and when they asked him, uh, this is me fiercely, fiercely paraphrasing, he basically said, the writers are so good for writing for that character and writing for me playing that character that I need to give someone else a chance because I'll, they'll just keep giving me this Emmy and I think four is enough. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to pull myself out of it. I wonder how he came at that, though, too, that four was the number. You know, yeah, four four was the number. It wasn't three. <laughs> he probably like like two. He's like, oh, how how fortuitous! Yeah. I, I've won two in a row, and then the third one. Well, this will be my last for sure. Oh yeah, maybe he didn't think he'd win the fourth one, and then when he won that one, he was like, okay, this is. Never he's like, gonna... oh, oh, this is just fucking embarrassing. Yeah. but that's always been their thing, right? Like they just give the awards to the same shit every year. Like no, absolutely, absolutely. Look, we the, the, this was many, many, many moons ago on this show. Now we talked about how like if you're playing the same character on the same show why do you win more than one award for acting in that role yeah because you just it, it isn't a matter of were you good enough or not it's just like you've already done it you're the same person playing the same part yeah like even if your character changes or evolves or whatever it's just you you've already done it yeah and i mean it's just i don't it's so stupid and it's like yeah, it ends up blocking other people. You know, like, you've got to... I, I don't know. It's just... I, I don't fucking want to talk about the Emmys, but it's just... Yeah, the the stuff that they latch on to is just the old... They're so fucking myopic. And these days when there's so much television and so many yeah. good performances to just go like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's this thing again. Uh, it's just... Well, here's the thing, too, is like the, the Emmys... The Emmys are on television and they want ratings, so they're not going to put something obscure. Like, you know who's, you know who's really good, um, on a TV show is this guy from Letterkenny <laughs> and probably deserves an Emmy nomination, but no one's heard of that fucking show and we want people to watch our, our awards ceremony. So no, nothing for that. Yeah. I, it's just everyone knows what Game of Thrones is, right? Well, also, I just don't understand because it's like, they loved Breaking Bad when it was on. Like, Breaking yeah. Bad got recognized. Better Call Saul, written by the same people, just as brilliant, gets no recognition. <laughs> but they get nominated every year, though. But I they don't win. The list. They, they don't win. Yeah. And also, Ray Seahorn doesn't get nominated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then the, um, um, the show about... Um, about people who work in television and wear suits and smoke cigarettes in the 60s. Oh, they couldn't be further up that show. Oh, ass. my God. That show that, yeah, like. It, it's, Matt, when Mad Men came out, they all started sucking each other's dicks immediately. Just, this is, this is the best thing. This is the best thing. Well, it's also like the beginning of Mad Men came along during like the end of The Wire. And I used to get so mad yeah. because The Wire, the, which everyone now agrees is like the greatest show ever, got no Emmy recognition ever, right. was nominated for nothing the whole time. But wow. yeah, the Mad Men, it was like, oh, my God, it's a show about us. It's about old white people wearing suits yeah. and smoking. It, yeah. Oh, look at all the ladies wearing pretty dresses and they're not making any decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here, just here's a million uh, Emmys. <laughs> I don't care that no one's watching you or this network or this show or know who any of your names are. You all get stuff. Is it can, is it fine now? Is has enough time passed that I can admit that that show is not that good? It's not bad. Yeah, go for it. It's not bad, but it's not that good. It was fine. I've only I've only seen one episode. I watched it with you. You explained it to me. I it it was fine. Was Linda Cardellini in it? Those are the best ones. Uh, no, but um, but Dick Whitman was naked in it. I remember. <laughs> oh yeah, you get to see John's ham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw a couple ham hocks. <laughs> 
That's the other thing too. Is John Hamm is more charismatic and like hilarious than he has any right to be, and that show is not interested in that aspect of him. No, 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 no. Not, not we really got to tamp down this personality. Like, let's just make no, no. Basically, he's a he's a haircut in that show. Yeah, he's a haircut that can that can act like like a straight guy and it it's so weird because like that show kind of not really spun off of the sopranos but that's how matthew wiener like he was a sopranos writer and then he got that show and it's like you watch like tony soprano is a fucking hilarious charismatic character like they but i don't know yeah they just for some reason really decided that you know no he's not we we will not let john ham ever showcase any kind of personality he's just sad all the time Yes. Yeah, he's he's basically just if the movie network was a person <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. He would be that guy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do you want to talk about more bad television ideas? Oh, come on. <laughs> Have you heard this one? So, uh-huh. uh I'm reading from the Hollywood Reporter. MGM Television is teaming with Universal Music Publishing Group uh to bring Billy Joel anthology TV series. Uh, it's going to be, they're calling it a scripted arcthology. Uh, what the fuck did you just say to me? It's called Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. <sighs> the show, which takes its title from Joel's favorite song from his sizable catalog. We'll see each episode based on lyrics of his hits and populated by characters from his songs, including including The Stranger, The Piano Man, uh, Mama Leone, and Sergeant O'Leary. The tracks will be reimagined and rearranged by Joel's music team with his input and take his tunes in new direction. Is Oh, sorry. I blacked out there for a second. I was repressing what you were saying as you were saying it. <laughs> but um, is it also a musical? I don't think it's a musical per se. It's just they're going to every episode is just going to be a Billy Joel song. Like it's it's an anthology series mm-hmm. with each episode. <laughs> this is having definitely a story having a story based on a Billy Joel song. This is the idea that someone comes up with at three in the morning while high because they're about to lose their job at a network. This this idea is a joke. It's it's a it's a joke that Michael Scott says on The Office. That like this is his big idea that's finally going to make him rich and get him out of debt. That this is what this idea is. It's airing where? Oh, they're shopping it around. In my butt? They're shopping it oh, around. Shopping it. It yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my up my ass definitely has <laughs> some slots open. I I assume they're just shopping it to I don't know New York. It's just gonna air like in <laughs> yeah, no, not even New. It's gonna <laughs> New Jersey, Montauk only. Yeah, only in Montauk, maybe the Hamptons. Yeah, just in. But that's basically. It's it. just gonna air on a loop in retirement communities in the Hamptons. Retirement communities in Nassau County. <laughs> the end. Also, do I wasn't the last time I heard about Billy Joel? Wasn't he his everything was like a disaster with him, right? Like, wasn't his personal life not going well? And then now, I guess we, well, that's oh, it, it hasn't been basically for our entire lives. It hasn't been going too well. No, I shouldn't say our entire lives because we're old. <laughs> but um, the nineties on haven't been kind to him. Like River of Dreams was basically it for Mister Joel, and then he started getting in car accidents and. Um, Having his very uh, young partner say that he's not an awesome person to be with. So, so reward this guy with a TV show. <laughs> I suppose. Well, he hitched his wagon to Elton John. That helped a little bit. I mean, it sounds stupid, but like when you picture a show that's going to have great dialogue, like "Son, can you play me a memory?" <laughs> So they say that they say it in the show. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would assume, right? So this is what I'm picturing. So, okay, here, let's do it. Interior, uh, bar, day, uh, and then like maybe a timestamp that says nine o'clock. Oh my god! 
No, I, I don't like this exercise. Uh, and then you see a regular crowd shuffle in. Then zoom in on old man <laughs> sitting next to me. Also, I have always been concerned about making love to his tonic and gin. He's got his dick. He's, the, he's clearly got the guy's dick, dick in the is in. Yeah. Definitely. Also, he's going to town. Also, tonic and gin. To fuck you. You just it has, it has to it has to, rhyme. it has to rhyme. You know how we all call that drink a tonic and gin. <laughs> Couldn't he just drink gin? <laughs> well, he could say he was he the, the, yeah, no, he could have made that rhyme, but you know what? He took artistic license. But yeah, making love. So the guy's di- so it's an old guy's dick is in a gin and tonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that guy looks over to our protagonist and says, uh-huh. son, can you play me a memory? All right. How does that go? And then he also, uh, I also like what I wore a younger man's clothes, which sounds like it could be like a fancy way to say when I was younger, but also could just literally mean that he was wearing uh, you know, like he stole clothes from a young man. I stole clothes from this young man. Um, and then I lost him. It, I, I stretched right. I busted out of the stitches. And then I put my dick in his drink. Yeah. Yeah. But look, I'm filling out this highball glass. No one impressed with that? I'm to the brim. Uh, also, I've always thought Sing Us a Song, You're the Piano Man sounded kind of sarcastic. Maybe that's just how I heard it. it yeah. It doesn't sound sarcastic. I don't know. But they, I mean, it's, I mean, there's just nothing but, you know, I mean, all these descriptions for characters in this song might as well just say hot, but doesn't know it. Like they're all really hacky. <laughs> like, yeah, the whole thing is going to be hacky because they're going to incorporate it in the most obvious and awkward ways. possible. Well, it's just going to you know be one to one. There's going to be a guy named Paul who's a yeah. real estate novelist. That normal job. Take, take a page. <laughs> No, not take a page. Learn a lesson from the movie Across the Universe because they ham-fistedly put every fucking Beatles song they could in that movie because we have this budget, we have talented people, and everyone loves the deep Beatles catalog. So let's put everything we can in this movie. And it wasn't too... They left, they left too much. Like, when it was over the top... They left that on the cutting room floor and then put put the rest of that in there. It was. Oh, my God. It's a. Oh, my God. It's a it's a lemon meringue pie made with just eggs. It's ridiculous, that movie. And that's what that's what this whatever series is going to be. What, what would you what would you folks like to drink? Uh, a bottle of red. A bottle of white. That's that's the kind of shit that's going to be in there. I'll, you and I can do this. I'll this order a tonic and gin. <laughs> you hear this fucking guy? Tonic and gin. He said, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, I think the only way that... I know I'm focused on Piano Man because it's the best one, right? <laughs> uh, um, yes. Let's just say yes. But... Uh, I think it could work if you stunt casted that episode specifically with the cast of Cheers. Sure. Hey, you just want an excuse to see Ted dancing. I always want excuses to see Ted dancing. <laughs> sure. Do it. Do but it. yeah, you know, like famously that because that show famously takes place in New York. <laughs> but like Ratzenberger could be Davy who's still in the Navy. Could work. Well, you know, well, you know what? He could say, I've been in the Navy for life, which is obvious because I'm an elderly man. <laughs> I'm an elderly man with a mustache. Yeah, that's good stuff. So what what Billy Joel song are you most excited for them to turn into an episode? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me... <laughs> Um, Uptown Girl, most definitely. So what's that one about? Okay, that <laughs> one is about... The first thing they have to do is overcome the magnificence of that music video 
it might be my favorite bad music video because Billy Joel stars in it and he has to like dance and act and he can he can be- he cannot act he can barely dance mm-hmm. and it's definitely on a sound stage and like he, it's he and a bunch of mechanics and they're working on the car of um, uh, Christy Brink like it's it's really bad mm-hmm. so Uptown Girl is about <clears throat> um it's about a uh, powerful woman in Manhattan who uh, finds uh, street rats in um. Uh, in Queens, and she um, makes them fight to the death. That's not bad. Well, doesn't make them, but offers them lots of money to fight to the death. Okay. Because she's been living in a white bread world, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, a, it's a white bread world. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, what what else do you do? Um, so she she goes and she um, for she has a fetish for for watching um, Irish and Italian men fight each other. Uh, to the death, and she says, um, uh, one of you will die, the other one will become uh, wealthy and powerful, and uh, your only weapon is, um, I don't know, this old man's penis that has been <laughs> soaking in gin. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. I, so, how, Is it really not bad? <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, for this show. Okay. How many seasons do you think it'll get? He, I don't know. He's been making music since the seventies, right? I think I don't know. Um, American Horror Story is still making <laughs> seasons, so that's true. I mean, if you had there, let's just say, let's say a million. Let's just say it gets on the bottom end a million. Yeah, I mean, if this goes to CBS, it's never going away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let, yeah. let me ask you this. Like, how about this? This might be a better question. Assuming this is now a trend. Because I, I vaguely remember, wasn't there like, I don't know if anything happened with it, but I feel like there was discussion of doing this with Dolly Parton's music. That that was like in the, okay. the ether at some point. I, I haven't heard anything else about that. So I don't know. That would have been a good idea. I mean, for the Jolene episode alone. Like, I'd fucking yeah. love to like, watch. Everyone's waiting for that one. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's your season one finale right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because that that song, maybe more than any other song, is like, I have such a clear vision of the characters in that world. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you want to you treat yourself, and I'm not being sarcastic at all, find yourself the, um, um, the backyard sessions with... Miley Cyrus oh, it's great. And, and listen to her version of that song. It's, it's yeah, good. no, it's real good. No, I've definitely, yeah, yeah. I've also, yeah, I'm a fan. Also, watch the Gay Dean episode of Community. <laughs> gay Dean. Gay, gay Dean. Dean. Gay Dean. Gay Dean. Oh, listen to his dulcet. I know. It's, it's like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> uh, I'm begging you to be a gay dean for the school board. <laughs> I know all the lyrics to that song. It's great. I believe. Yeah. I, uh, no, but I was going to ask. If this is a trend and this becomes like big business, what is there an artist that you think would be like, who would you pick? You know, you're, you're in charge of a studio. They say, we want to do one of these, uh, anthology television shows based on the works right. of a particular band or singer. Right. Oh, Molly. Oh. Does Molly? Yeah. Molly has one. Okay. She's very excited. Yeah. No, you do it for the mountain goats. Like, you have every episode. <clears throat> like, you have a perfect... And you can just go album by album. Like, just do, uh, like, mini... Almost like a mini series, Like, for each album. Like, they're perfect. Yeah. That's... I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, that works very well. I mean, uh, yeah. And uh, they, they, those are all very clear stories. Like, you don't even have to do any work. Also, do never huh. New Chevrolet in Flames. <laughs> Nobody does that song. It's amazing. <laughs> That was do new Chevrolet in flames, if that was off mic. But, that's good. Yeah. That's good. My first instinct was to say 311. 311? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I, actually, my knee jerk was um, all the 80s Metallica albums and make the series animated. But, like, 
but like the heavy metal. I was gonna say that, yeah, that's just heavy metal. That's what you're describing. Oh, oh that oh, was that already invented? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what if the women had really oh, large fuck, no. animated? Fuck me, Michelle. What do you got? <laughs> what if it was just women with really large animated breasts and like bikinis? <laughs> okay. Um, that, by the way, side note, since we're here, that was a weird feeling as a uh, young man of like having heavy metal be on HBO and being like, I'm actually bored by this. So what a weird feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching something I'm not supposed to. It's adult. There are boobs, but I'm bored. Yeah, I don't I don't want to watch this anymore. What else, what else is it? Oh, What's going are on? there some I Love Lucy reruns I can? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Do you have any opinions? Uh, I mean, my my knee jerk reaction is uh, the Decemberists, like because the Decemberists. Yeah, Molly says unpredictable. No, I like the Decemberists. They're great. They're, they're, plus, you get to do an episode about a like you know people swallowed by a whale. It's good shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think the idea. The idea of this is to to pick music that's really well known because you're making a series out of it that lots of different people are going to watch. And you might be like with those two choices, you might be bringing to attention some music, some really good music that some people haven't had the opportunity or context to hear. But you kind of want to like reach an audience, right? But you could go like that. I'm going cable. We're going like niche cable. We're going niche cable. Yeah, yeah. Because I think you're going too... Billy Joel is too far the other way. You think it's like mass appeal, but I really... I think it's too broad and too stupid and no one's going to care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, no it's saccharin. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So something between saccharin and niche. Where do we Where do we find ourselves? Okay. Yeah, what's, what's the most middle... Like, everyone agrees... It, because it's also... It is, that's why Dolly Parton really is a great choice. Because you really need someone that, like, everybody likes... Mm-hmm. Whose music is very like cinematic already? I have the answer, but you're not gonna like it. Are you gonna say Bob Dylan? No, well, no, because <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for someone who. Oh, Molly said Tom Petty. Tom, you know what? Tom Petty's Tom Petty's a better answer than mine. Oh, what's yours though? I want to know yours. No, Tom Petty. Not Tom Petty's pretty good because I was gonna say someone who transcends the past couple of generations so you're still reaching a young audience weird out who kind of crosses who like walks the line between country and rock and roll weird out and pop but also doesn't land on any side of them in any sort of tangible way is really popular won lots of awards weird out see where i'm going here weird no i'm talking about I'm talking about Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whose, <laughs> whose music is cinematic that anyone can watch. If you want a network show on this formula, make it Garth Brooks. He, okay, I, am I really going to indulge this with you? Because I know Garth Brooks. He doesn't. I ha- could. He does. I could name like two songs that he's done, maybe. Because but still, I think it's there. There's only two episodes. Well, there'd be three. Okay, here are the three episodes. I'll just save everyone time. Okay. There would be right. the rodeo. That would be uh-huh. about a rodeo. Okay. Because uh, that's all that song is about. It's just. It really is like if you're not familiar, it's a it's a three minute song about what it's like to rodeo. So, okay. so that's that. Okay, we got a we got a rodeo episode down. That's what number two is the Thunder Rolls, which is bro- Thunder Rolls. This is gonna that's be a drama. This one's gonna be good because it's all about. That's a very special episode. Yeah, because it's all about a woman who uh, her husband goes out during a thunderstorm to fuck another woman and then comes back uh, and she's like, "You fucked another woman," and thunder. And the yeah, and then the thunder rolls. Yeah, and then she smells his dick, and he's caught. Yeah, which is it smells like gin. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, tonic was just watching. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it unless tonic's watching. Uh, and then the other one is friends in low places, and oh, friends in low places. Nah, you're missing. That's when you get. That's when you get the whole cast of Cheers together again, (laughs) and they're in a bar with uh, with Ted Danson, the protagonist, who just broke up with a girl, and so now he's with his friends in the low places. 
And that's it. Those are all the songs. No, no, no. You're, you're missing. You're missing the episode where um, he has a uh, he has a personality crisis and Chris he, has Gaines. To, he has to work shit out with Chris Gaines. <laughs> Um, also, you're missing the one where Bubba shoots the jukebox. I actually don't know if that's a Garth Brooks song, but it's a good song. I don't even... I don't think that's him. I think it is. Bubba shot the jukebox last night. Is that him? Maybe it is. It's a, Yeah, it's a song about this drunk guy in a bar who shoots the jukebox because it plays a song that reminds him of his broken heart or something. But we're doing that one for sure. Uh, yeah, who... That's all... Is it... Who God, I can't. My mom would be sad that I can't remember these country music artists. But I'm trying to. Who has the all my exes live in Texas? That would be a. That's a better. Uh, let's say Garth Brooks. It's not Garth we Brooks. Really, it's we not need to Garth pad Brooks. this show. We have a, we have a season to fill out. Uh, he did that one. I believe they also call George Garth Strait. Brooks the the redheaded stranger. So we'll just <laughs> pull from that. From that, um, he was also the Midnight Rider. Let's see what else did uh, did Garth Brooks do? Um, also, did we overthink this? Is the answer just Johnny Cash? Oh my god! Yeah, this is the Johnny Cash anthology series. Is that is what we it need? the Johnny Cash? Yeah, everyone will watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That everyone likes Johnny Cash. The whole season that just takes place in prison. <laughs> yep, it's the truth. Yeah, that would be good. Yep, yep. He was everything. He was country. He was military. He was a drug addict. He was rock and roll. He was a superstar. He upset the system. He was a rebel. Yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably what it is. Oh right, yeah. That was there's that one. There there is one more episode of the Garth Brooks. I'm really going on this nostalgia trip of remembering. Sure. Yeah. What's up? Uh, What's up? No, he had that song "Unanswered Prayers," and that one, if you don't know, it's about a guy who really wanted to bone this girl in high school. And then he runs into her years later and is like, he, he prayed to God that he could be with this girl. And then he sees her years later and is like, oh, whew, dodged a bullet with that one. Ew. <laughs> Ew for re- is that for real song? That's, I mean, that's a very glib recap of it, but yes. Okay. What? Like, okay. I've never, I've never heard that one. The only time I heard these songs when I was on the bus going to the middle oh, school. Oh, I heard these so songs really in constant rotation in my house. My mom was oh, all okay, in. <laughs> uh, here, no, I'm, you th- in case you think I'm kidding, just the other night at a hometown football game, my wife and I ran into my old high school flame. And as I introduced them, the past came back to me, and I couldn't help but think of the way things used to be. She was the one that I wanted for all times. And each night I'd spend praying God would make her mine. And if he'd only grant me this wish I'd wish back then, I'd never ask for anything again. And then it goes on. It's like she wasn't quite the angel I remembered in my dreams. And I could tell the time it changed me in her eyes too, it seemed. We tried to talk about the old days. There wasn't much we could recall. I guess the Lord knows what he's doing after all. Oh, boy. I don't know why you got to bring God into your love life, buddy. Mm -hmm. That's a weird, what is that prayer? I don't know. Like, I guess he was just super in love and didn't know what to do with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Too much credit? Probably Ooh. too much credit. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go. So that's what? We got four episodes? You know, I mean, for the first, make him make each episode an hour long, and then you got a home for that season. <laughs> I don't know. So but, we'll just do that. It is interesting, though. I do feel like in general, like in Johnny Cash kind of present, like country tends to be better because <laughs> like, I don't know, all the music that I loved in general would be terrible. <laughs> like the Pearl Jam season, you know, Pearl Jam anthology. That's just incoherent. Oh, good. Why? You don't think Jeremy would make a great TV show? Oh, yeah. Jeremy for sure would be good. Jeremy is an after school special that's been made a dozen yeah, times. Yeah. We don't need that one. Yeah. And then it's just all those songs about him like you know, I don't know, not knowing who his dad is. And... Yeah, no, we, we don't know. There's there's lots of... I mean, we've put ourselves on the spot here. There's an answer. We just haven't found it yet. I would watch the Yellow Ledbetter episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, go something fucking... Cr- like, do like a Flaming Lips 
television. <laughs> Do that <laughs> shit. Yeah, like just go. That's what I'm. Yeah, saying. make a hard left turn. <laughs> like just really go insane. By the way, okay, here, let's pivot to this since we don't have the answer. I'm going to give a recommendation. Uh, have you, by any chance, watched any of Undone on Amazon? No. I, re- I watched all of it, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. it it's good. Okay. It's, uh, it's Ralph Bob Waksberg. The, okay. uh, I think it's Raphael. I always say Ralph, but Raphael Bob Waksberg, the guy who uh, created BoJack Horseman. Uh, okay. And uh, a writer from BoJack Horseman uh, named Kate Purdy, I believe. Uh, and it's their show that they wrote together. But it's basically, it's very interesting. I don't want to say too much about it, but it's sort of this like uh, show that deals in like what could be magical realism or could be someone uh, losing their mind, I guess, is like the the simplest way to not give too much away but uh but it's really cool and it's uh it's done with rotoscoping you know that like uh waking life uh effect where they really filmed the actors and then like animate over they make it look like a cartoon yeah yeah sure but it was good and bob odenkirk's in it cool yeah cool i'll check that out it was good size yeah it's like eight episodes uh you know half hour each i watched it pretty quick piece of cake yeah i like that one watch that yeah amazon's doing all right with their with their tv <laughs> they are they um yeah they they found some misfits that even netflix didn't want and they, they're kind of they're gems for sure yeah <clears throat> we i how are you doing we got some time left i feel like <laughs> are we are we are we out of stuff to talk about uh, i'm doing good that's good hey i wanted to um I wanted to ask you what like this uh this Joker movie has a lot of people like this movie like really really like like it's floating at a 9.6 right now on IMDb with like 15,000 r- people rating it. That's pretty incredible. I don't know what's happening with this movie. It's very strange. I still I'm still I'm still more than a little skeptical. Yeah, it's. I don't believe that it's as good as it's being hyped. I, w- I could be wrong, right. but I bet it's yeah. interesting. I I do believe that it, it looks a bit more cinematic and maybe a little bit more interesting. But it's also it's weird because I want to see it. I'm also very concerned about it. Uh, I, I think the messaging is weird uh, for these times that we live in. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I did see, I saw a thing, uh, let me, well, hold on. If we're going to talk about this, I want to, I want to get this correct. So you talk for a minute while I double check something. Sure. I'm right, I'm right there with you because I, this is, I, I don't find myself feeling this way about a movie very often, but I, it's really as if I really want to see it be, but I don't think it's going to be good. Or as good as people are making it out to be, so it's just like I, I've got to. It's so interesting. Like the whatever is happening in this movie is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how bad it is, or it's going to be interesting how surprisingly good it is. Yeah, I just, I guess I'll just say that that it just. I I want to I wish that this movie could exist in a vacuum because I think it's interesting and I think that's something I mean obviously the MCU is such a cool idea and so true to comics in that like you know that is I I think that Marvel found a way to really replicate what it is like reading comics of like you know we have these individual titles and they they do their thing but then they all come together for these big crossover events and you have to read all of them to really understand what's going on and know who all these characters are and i think they really replicated that but one of the other traditions in comics and one of the other cool things is like this idea of one shots or like alternate titles or like thing oh yeah yeah sure and this kind of what what if what if which what is if? actually being made for the Disney Plus they're actually doing that right, series right, right. Uh, so that's always cool stuff of just to give writers like room to explore and this kind of feels like that uh, just of yeah and kind of smart of DC to go like well we're not doing great with the cinematic universe thing 
So right. what if we just start making more one-shot stuff? Or just, I don't know. Yeah, what if? We'll just have some fun with it. Sure. Show me show me Scandal Savage. Jesus Christ. Or is it Vandal? Who's the dad? I think the dad is Vandal and the daughter is Vandal. Scandal. I Give me Vandal Savage. That is a great villain. And no, like they're using him on that TV show, I think. I also, I'll just throw out anyone who wants to make Secret Six anything. It's all there. It's good. It's all. It's right there on the page. And it's a, just, it always baffles me because they went Suicide Squad, which to me overlaps a lot with Secret Six, but is less good. But I guess more popular. Also has Harley Quinn. So yeah, it, it has recognizable people in it. No, but some of the people were the same. I mean, Deadshot was one of the Secret Six too. No, sure, sure. Yes, Floyd Lawton was one of them, and Bane was one of them. Um, I, you know, and it looks like they're they're putting King Shark in this next um, Suicide Squad movie. But really, what I loved about what I loved about the way Gail Simone wrote The Secret Six was that it was esoteric, but it like but it made sense. It wasn't so esoteric that it was going off the walls and I couldn't follow. Yeah. It. But it was esoteric enough to where you had to know a little bit more about about the source material than the average person. But also you you know what you did you know what? Know what? I take back however I started that that statement. You're right. That's the one they should have gone with. Also, there's an entire storyline that's about all the villains fighting over a get out of hell free card, which is pretty fucking great. That is a that is a great story. Yeah. And I think they're I think they're working for Scandal Savage, if I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, that's what made me think. Yeah, because you know, they're working against Scandal Savage. Uh, Waller wants them to get it, and Savage has sent his own. That's a great story. Do that shit. Yeah. No, there's a really good, like, yeah. That that would be. I mean, it would be a series, honestly. Like, would that would be a great storyline? Because it's basically just the. A and I know that because I read. It. No, I know. Well, it's also just the A team, basically. Like, they're just a bunch yeah. of fucking mercenaries who half the time turn on the people who hired them. It's fucking great. It's I yeah. Anyway. Uh, How do you get that wrong? I don't yeah, get that wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, anyway, where where are we? I, this joke, I don't know. I I want to I want to see it. I guess. I also, you know what I'm more concerned about right now? Why the fuck are there rumors that Jonah Hill is going to be in this? Like, I'm already going. You know yeah, what? Right. Benefit dude, of the doubt. Dude, I was gonna I was gonna make a list for you, but I couldn't I couldn't find. I couldn't find any material that would g give me back all of my memories. <laughs> what, what was I trying to say? I, right yeah, now? I don't. I could not remind myself of all the people who have throughout this cinematic history of Batman that have been rumored to be playing the Riddler. But it's a longer Eddie list Murphy. Eddie Murphy was one. Eddie Murphy was on that list. Jonah Hill is now on that list. Um, um, uh, David Tennant is now on that list. A lot of people David have been rumored to be playing the Riddler at some point in one of these fucking movies. I can see Tennant being good. I can see him being good in anything, yeah. including me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like he's also honestly, I also it just seems like a no-brainer to put the Riddler in a movie because he like he doesn't have special powers. He's just like really smart and like a lot of weird funky dark shit happens, but no one fucks with him. I don't know why. They've gotten but better the, in the, recent years, by the way, with like kind of just almost writing the Riddler the way that they wrote Sherlock in those uh, Robert Downey Jr. movies that like the Riddler's more uh -huh. like because for a while the Riddler, I don't think they really had a handle on except Gorshin. I mean, he fucking nailed it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I don't know. The, the Riddler was always kind of campy. And then but like more recently, yeah, they just write him as like a genius who, you know, is really like playing these elaborate chess games that where he's thinking a lot of moves ahead and doing really ridiculous but he's crazy like i think that's what they do well yeah, he's crazy he, like like the just you know, edward nigma trying to prove himself to be smarter than batman that's the only thing you need to know about that fucking guy and then go anywhere with it but they keep they keep teasing not even teasing just we're going to do the Riddler. No, we're not. So, no, Jonah Hill is not going to be the goddamn Riddler. Well, also, the Riddler is great, too, because 
he, he wants to go like intellectually he tries to go toe to toe with Batman but like I think the best times are when Batman just uses brute force <laughs> like to just like sure. no but I planned for you to do nope like there's actually a great Batman the animated series thing where they're in a um a maze with the Minotaur and uh-huh. Batman just cheats and he just like hot wires this like flying hand thing to just get to the center. He stops it. And it's just the rhythm going like, no, like I, I planned all this stuff to you're supposed to right. like th- those are the best moments to me of like you. Those are the best moments of like, no, you you're supposed to want to solve this to prove that you can defeat me intellectually. And he's like, no, I just want to catch you and stop you from doing fucked up things. Yeah. You goddamn maniac. Yeah. I'm not interested in this game. Like. which is kind of what makes him different from because the joker knows how to incorporate the two the game is me murdering people so you you are playing whether you want to or not oh you don't want to play i'll murder people yeah okay you're playing now i will murder people yeah so and also you know free tip too: just make the war of jokes and riddles make all of everything tom king wrote into movies yes oh april fool's day do April Fool, man. I see some missed opportunities here. Yep, but all right. I don't know. This Joker movie, maybe. But yeah, don't don't put Joe. I'm already. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that Robert Pattinson can be a good Batman because I've heard people say that they like the stuff that he's done more recently. I'm I'm excited for what is it the the Watchtower night? What's the one? The him and Willem Dafoe. What's that called? The Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. The Lighthouse. I want to see that. Uh, but don't don't also saddle me with Jonah Hill in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> because Jonah, unless he's playing like annoying guy who's not an actual main character, who's just sure. there to be annoying. <laughs> I think he'd be good at that. Corrupt politician or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullock. He could be, be Bullock. He should, like, he should try his hand in playing that character. Maybe Jonah Hill is good at that. <laughs> Um, but don't make him so the Riddler if, or anything significant. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here, if you don't mind. In three words or less, describe how you're feeling about seeing this Joker movie. Uh, optimistic but confused. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's like the yeah, that's like when I lost my virginity. <laughs> oh. Which was which also involved Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> he did. I can't get off unless he's there. It's weird. Yeah, he made you shave your pubes. <laughs> I mean, do you remember that? That is a deep cut callback to us uh, investigating that uh, blind item. Um, what's her name? Uh, maybe Funke. Um, Oh yeah, um, yeah, um, Shawcat. Aaliyah Shawcat. Yeah, she told a whole yeah. story about a smoky-eyed. Uh, Hollywood celebrity who made her shave her pubes and we just speculated that it was Joaquin Phoenix, which I'm still pretty convinced. You speculated it was Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was Ray Liotta. (laughs) Both good guesses. (laughs) I do find it really funny that Ray Liotta got replaced in those Chantix commercials by an animated turkey. That is funny. Maybe because the animated turkey didn't say Chantix. (laughs) As long as I can remember, I've always wanted to quit smoking. <laughs> so I use. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how are you feeling about the Joker movie? Let's end there. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see what this fucking mess is going to be. Yeah. Do you think t- it could be a beautiful? Uh, here's the thing: it's like it could be a beautiful fucking mess. It could be a perfect mess. It could be a disastrous mess. I think it's going to be a mess. Do you know what I would give them a lot of points for? Is if at some point the Joker is in his apartment, there's a ring at the doorbell, uh, uh, Todd Phillips in a mustache shows up and goes, "I'm here for the gangbang," and then j- I'm here for the gangbang, and then bang. he gets shot. What? <laughs> what? What if you walk out of that movie thinking, well? Todd Phillips understands the Joker better than any person I've ever seen put together a Joker story. Todd motherfucking Phillips. That would be weird. Who knows? <laughs> he should have cast Tom Green. Tom Green would have been good. Um, what if 
what if the Joaquin Phoenix character gets murdered by Mark Hamill, who has been the Joker the whole time? I'd be into that. I'm into that. Let's just be honest. You would, you're with me, right? That I, I would just watch if it was just Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy live action. 100%. With, like, they don't even need to explain that they're older nope. now. Nope. I would just accept it. Here we are. Yep. And they're just in an interrogation room for 90 minutes talking to one. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'd watch that. Just like someone put on the internet the other day. The X-Men cartoon series from the early 90s is better than any X-Men movie. Like, that's that doesn't even need to be said. No, well, and also it's proven by the fact that they were able to tell the Dark Phoenix story, which has, like, really befuddled Hollywood. I don't know why. That's, like, that is the albatross of that franchise is when you try to tell that story. they can't get that brick wall. It's it's Russia in the winter. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Every single time. I don't they know try, what it is. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> remember, question everything. of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.com.